0: The Green Surters Podcast is all about woodworking with Jason Bent, Brian Sedgley, and Ben Marshall. They're like festival fanatics. This episode is sponsored by me, Hans's Panzerbrats, Flavored sausage that bang your mouth. Now, onto the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another podcast edition of the Green Surters Podcast. Podcast edition. I was thinking of something else. This is a patron-sponsored episode, woo. ladies and gentlemen. Yay, patrons! But before we get, woo! But before we, can you guys let me talk? <laughs> okay, go ahead. But before we get into that, uh, we wanted to talk about the May giveaway, and I think that a lot of people are going to be excited about this one. So for the month of May, all of May, Leather by Dragonfly, who. Is someone that provides really high-end uh, aprons for tradespersons, woodworkers, metalworkers, cooks, chefs, all different kinds of trades. Barbers. Um, they are personal friends of us and the podcast.
1: To be clear, and leather by Dragonfly. Ben's referring to Michelle. Yes, Tyrion.
2: Michelle, yes, not not Patrick. not not Patrick. Michelle is the yeah. Dragonfly. Yes. And
0: so they've decided to uh, give away a Sedgley. And so if you've what? never heard what a, Sedgley, what a Sedgley is, it is one of their uh, newer products. Jason is frequently looking for his, it's I packed. Think. <laughs> <laughs> So Jason, can you explain what uh, the Sedgley is and why it's a really cool giveaway for the month of May? So
1: the Sedgley just happens to be uh, named after one of our co-hosts. It's me. Ben marshall. marshall. Yep. AKA Sedge. The marshall Sedgley. sedge The marshall No, he, uh, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but you wore a pouch for years and uh, you worked with them to come up with something that fit your needs a little bit better. Um, sedge and I both beta tested them for months. Um, various different, yeah, various different uh, styles and they finally came up with one and um, it's just a, it's a pouch that clips on your on your uh, belt or your your pants, and you just put your most used tools in there. And I'm somebody that wears both the apron and the Sedgely. Uh, I have a tendency to wear the apron in the colder, um, or excuse me, the the warmer months, which I know is kind of counterintuitive to some people. And I like to wear the uh, Sedgely in the winter mainly because that's when I'm wearing pants. <laughs> um but it's great because it houses everything that you need, uh, that you reach for normally. And it's turned out to be a great hit. Um, but it's, it's awesome. We've been using it for a very long time. We love it. Everybody that's bought one has had very good things to say about it. Said you could probably add a little bit more to the backstory on it since it is named after you.
2: yeah, I, uh, I love pouches. I've worn one my forever. And the number one thing that fails on them is the belt clip belt clip and patrick and michelle really did a lot of research and um man they asked me a bunch of questions over the phone and then they showed up to shop with three different prototypes we went through them and then the one i picked i wore for about seven six seven months and then they came back with another one Mm -hmm. after a couple of things and then the final one is amazing. What I was impressed with is right before we launched it or we went up to their house and I actually sewed one. And the quality of it is unbelievable. Uh, Michelle- well, hold on. Let's, the quality of the one you sewed is unbelievable? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think I scared uh, Michelle a couple of times because I almost... <laughs> you scared me. I almost sewed my finger. <laughs> it was so much fun. But I never realized how much work goes into... Um, the pouch, and it's amazing. I am so impressed that they're going to allow us to give us give one away here in the month of May on the Green Suitors podcast. Um, Correct me if I, I'm
1: wrong, but you said the belt clip is really, isn't it made of uh, adamantium? The same stuff that Wolverine's claws.
2: Yes, are made out of. Um, okay, we had to source it that way. Yeah, uh, but it's it's worth it. That's that's where the majority of the money is in the pouch. Yeah, adamantium uh, clip. <laughs> you know what else is really cool by Leather by Dragonfly is their mouse pads. I love those things. Yeah, it's really They're cool amazing. Looking. Everything they make is amazing. Well, everything Michelle everything Michelle makes, makes. It, it makes Michelle it amazing. Makes, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's let's be clear. Yeah. Let's be clear. <laughs> so cool. So yeah.
0: So that that is a uh, a really. Uh, good value that someone is going to win. Again, if you want to enter the competition or, or enter the giveaway, just go to our website, www.greensuiterspodcast.com forward slash giveaway, enter yourself in during the month of May, and you're automatically entered in to win the Sedgley. So, U.S. All but, of the U.S., right? Yeah. Yes. All 50 states wow, in the U.S. That is awesome. Shipping. Yeah. Huh. And there's one other thing that's happening in May for those of you that don't know. And it's someone's birthday, <gasps> a listener's.
2: birthday. Really? Mm, Who is this? It is. please, it? It please is. tell us.
0: Tyler Valentine.
2: No way, Tyler Valentine?
0: Tyler Valentine's right. birthday. This is and this is wow. an early birthday present that he's getting cuz his wow. birthday is until the end of May. Yeah. But his uh his awesome girlfriend Kenzie reached out to us and um, Wanted us to just wish him a happy birthday. He's a big fan of the show. So, Tyler, happy birthday. Man. Happy
2: birthday, Tyler.
1: And you better continue to be a fan of this yeah, show. Yeah,
2: man. Do
1: you understand? Yeah. Keep listening, Mr. Valentine. She, I'm just kidding. Happy birthday. She
0: she didn't she didn't say, but how old do you guys think he is?
1: Twelve. That seems to be our
0: demographic. Yeah. Twelve. That's that's that feels like it's pretty yeah. good. He's twelve yeah, years he old. He just turned twelve. Awesome. Congrats, buddy! Make, make, happy birthday, little buddy. Yeah, congrats, congrats little man. Tyler! You come over wow. and play
1: with uh, Paw Patrol toys with my son.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now nah, we're just doing right. Happy birthday!
0: Happy birthday! All right, so let's quickly go over what we've been up to, and then we'll we'll dive into this patron topic. Is that
1: possible to quickly go over what we've been up to? Don't forget, I'm on this podcast.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're gonna to have to do the best that you can.
2: No more green glue. No <laughs> just Oh, you're talking about just that. say no. Just say no to green glue.
1: Do you, do you want me to go first? Yes. I'll make it just short tonight.
2: Be be brief for the love
0: of God. I
1: can't. I just I have so many amazing important things to say that everybody just <sighs> hangs on every word.
0: It's hard. You know what I mean? Hey, do you ever get anxiety whenever Mike Coffey's Stories comes up.
1: No, I like because like if stories. you,
0: if you, I mean, I do too. But like, if you like look above his like uh, his story feed or whatever, there's like fifty thousand dots that show that he made fifty thousand stories that day. I'm like, oh God, he's the God. only other person
1: that I've run into on Instagram that gives me a run for my money on stories. Yeah, I think that's why I like it so much because I'm not the only one
0: all right but go ahead what you been up to um
1: moving stuff uh this weekend by the time this podcast comes out we'll actually be living in the new home but this weekend saturday we're gonna move the rest uh the few things we have left in the house over to the new house but the only thing i really want to talk about i talked about this on my uh, stories yesterday i've been super stressed lately like overly stressed um Sedge, I just want to let you know that you don't need to worry about ha- helping me hang a bunch of drywall because I'm paying somebody to do it. So really? by the time, yeah. Aww. It's one thing I don't, I, I just, I can't, I just can't do it. I cannot worry about that right now. Um, okay. okay. I'm paying, I'm paying the extra money. Here's, here's the good part. Um, one, I owed less money on taxes than I thought. So this additional expense is actually covered under what I thought I was going to spend in taxes. And all of this is a write-off. So that's kind of the silver lining to this. It didn't cost me more than I already planned on spending elsewhere. And that's with the installation. Um, I wrote the guy back after yesterday. I was just completely overwhelmed and just thinking, like, when am I going to do this? came home and I talked to Nicole and Nicole's actually the one that kind of pushed me in that direction. She's like, honey, you, you have to give something up. Good. And so I said, okay. She's like, call the guy that you did the estimate with, see if he'll just do it for the labor cost." And he, he said, yes. And they're starting on Monday or Tuesday of next week.
2: Now that's cool, man. So that's cool.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm very happy about that, which means yeah. if they're starting on Monday or Tuesday, they'll be done uh, before n- next weekend, which means next weekend I can paint. Mm-hmm. I can get the lights hung up when when they arrive, um, and I, I just I had to give something up, and that that's the one thing I'm I'm giving up. I, I just I don't even want to deal with it.
2: Jason, I just gotta say, I watched one segment of your stories. I think this morning it came through, and you were in the shop, mm-hmm. and I could see you were stressed, and I went, "Oh God," mm-hmm. I, I felt Big so tub. terrible, man, and I said. Oh, man, I, I, I got to get up there. I got to get up there to help them, you know? So. I w-
1: even if you and I were both doing it, I feel like it would be days before I was at the point yeah. of painting, and now I'm paying somebody else to do it, and they're going to come in.
2: Good, good, And I don't good. even care. I, I just Smart decision. This This they're, process they're gonna...
1: in itself has been stressful enough because I've not researched something this intensely in a long time. And I was torn on what to do. I finally figured out what I want to do. Then I was standing there in front of it. And I'm like, hmm, somebody else come do it. <laughs> mm.
0: so, so they're going to they're gonna hang it and, and mud they're it?
1: They're going to hang it. They're going to tape it. They're going to put two. It's going to be paint ready. Nice. Okay. And they're going to apply an additional coat of mud uh, to the ceiling to make it look a little bit nicer as part of that. Now, oh,
2: way cool. Way cool.
1: Um here's what I will say, Sedge. Um on Thursday, I know you're working, but Thursday I'm going to go up there and I'm going to continue to patch and prep everything for them to come in and start. Um maybe on Sunday? Mm-hmm. If you could swing by down for I know you're going to be there Saturday, but we're going to be moving stuff. Yep. At that point it would be maybe just patching a couple little spots and filling some holes and some other things, okay. but I just want it to be as nice as possible for when they come mm. in they can just kind of start. Yep. Uh, but that's all I have to do. I told them I would patch the holes from the from the electrical work so
2: cool so is sunday afternoon cool
1: mm-hmm. okay i'll be there i'm actually going to i'm on a four-day weekend starting on thursday but i'm actually going to talk to my sergeant major tomorrow which again when this comes out i will have already talked to him i'm actually going to try to put in a week of leave next week because cool there's a chance that the house might end up wanting to close earlier so I'm going to actually start moving shop stuff probably next week. I need to be there for the drywall stuff, and I just don't want to deal with, you know, having to drive all the way down. And, you know, I got uh, leave days to burn anyway, so I'll probably take get a, next week off. Yeah.
2: I, I got all day Saturday scheduled for down there. I'll be there Sunday afternoon, and then the following Saturday I can be down there too because we, that was when we were planning on moving the shop, right?
1: No, that's the weekend you're going to be in.
2: Um, No, I'll be in Austin from uh, Tuesday through Friday. I get home Friday night at like 11 o'clock.
1: Oh, you're not going to be gone on the weekend? I thought you were going to be gone on the weekend.
2: No, so yeah, I can work that weekend for you as well. Well, that's the
1: weekend I should be painting. So maybe Uh, we can do the lights together or something.
2: Yeah, I'll do that, man. That's fun. I love doing that stuff. But uh, the only other thing that I'll mention is that my
1: garage door went in today. Uh, the garage oh, door cool. worked. Yeah. Um, guy did a fantastic job. Same company I went with last time. Um, guy did a great job. So super excited about it.
0: Cool. So when, when do you think that... When do you think the, it'll all be complete, more or less? Like the shop? W- when, do you think your, when do you think your shop is going to be up and running?
1: Probably not till... End of May, June. So long haul. Yeah, but I mean, it's just the little stuff. Once I get everything in there, then it's just the little stuff of putting everything back and organizing things and all that. So there's some different projects yeah. I got to do in the shop. So, uh, But I'll be documenting all of it. There's not going to be any shortage of, of content. I just have to start that process because I haven't done a video in over a month. But... Mm -hmm. This is the one time in my life uh, My YouTube life that I just don't care Because I have enough things going on I don't need to be worrying about a YouTube video And guess what? No one's asked me Hey, why are you not doing YouTube videos? Shocking
0: Hmm. I bet you the algorithm is though Yeah,
1: well It's one thing I'm a little worried about Where are you, Jason? Because my whole shop First year in this place Everything just went to crap So But I'll get back at it I'm not worried about it I'm still in the army Yeah I'll get back mm-hmm. at it, and I think my channel is going to be, you know, I think it's going to go to a, a very much larger level because I am going to focus a lot more on some of the home renovation stuff in this new house. So,
2: Ooh, more vinyl flooring.
1: Yeah. Yep. Already got a plan for that. Cool. Right on. So, anyway, sorry. Ben, you want to?
0: I haven't been up to, to much. I am getting ready for graduation, so I started to send out all my invitations to, to family. And uh, just kind of relaxing a little bit. I took yesterday and today. Didn't really worry about doing anything. Just played video games most of the day. Just kind of relaxed. Um, and I'm uh, my high school class president. So I'm. we have our 20-year reunion coming up in about three weeks. And so I had to start making some social, social media post stuff for that um, to get ready for that event in the, the first week in May. And then started editing stuff again for the podcast, for social media, for that. And that's pretty much it, man. Hmm. What about you, Sedge? What you been up to? Uh,
2: boy, I spent the weekend finishing some YAD work before Marianne got home. She came home from Florida Saturday night. Um, the kid made it through surgery really well, so I'm happy with that. Nice. Um I received a new uh, jig slash tool from a manufacturer, and I spent about six hours with it on um, Sunday because it was Easter and the boys weren't in town. They had to be out of town for something, so we couldn't shoot video. But boy, man, I can't wait to shoot the video on this new tool slash jig. Um, I was I'm pretty impressed with it, but I had to. I wasn't sure I was going to do it. Uh, and shoot a video for it, but I wrap my head around it, and this is wicked nice. So I'm sure by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have seen the video on Sedge Tool. So I'm pretty excited, and great, great company to work with too. So
0: one one thing that I, I just thought of is I keep um, people keep messaging me on Etsy asking me if I can stain my stools. <laughs> Oh, that just sounds kinky, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, I mean, I've, I've probably turned away, I don't know, six or seven people now. And so I'm starting to think that I should probably try to source some, some walnut hmm. and make some walnut stools and see if those will sell. Hmm. Just because of the amount of people that want stain. Because I'm not going to stain stuff. I don't, I don't want to do that. Hmm. That's, that's such a pain.
1: No, then you'll get somebody that. that is like, "Well, I want to buy a walnut one, but can you stain it to look like regular pine?
0: Birch, can you can you stain it to make it look like birch? Birch plywood?
1: That'd probably be a not a bad option. Get a sh- so yeah, you do uh, maybe do a sh- run of birch, do a run of cherry, and do a run of uh, walnut. That's three different mm-hmm. colors that are all fairly popular, and they'll give them a, a shade that they want, and you're going to make your money yeah. back. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty, well, ladies and gentlemen, just as we said at the the beginning of the episode, this is a patron sponsored episode. In our patron sponsored episodes, we take our top tier patrons, uh, we ask them for a question, a comment, a concern, a complaint, or an idea for us to turn into an entire episode. And so that's what we're doing today. So today's patron or today's episode is brought to you by one of our patrons, Craig Brozinski. Uh, And he asks, or he says, I have a hobby, small uh, production style shop. I have ADD, and it really kicks in hard when I'm in the wood shop. I'm relatively organized, but I'm always looking to improve efficiency, so I find that distracting as well. What are best practices you use to stay on task and not end up with random unfinished projects in your shop, as you will find in mine? One solution may be for Ben to travel to Roanoke, uh, to institute some military discipline. Thanks guys. love the show. Uh, my services are available for twenty thousand dollars an hour. Nice so, gotta I gotta pay the bills, you know I gotta put hot pockets on the table.
1: yeah, patrons uh, Patreon isn't cutting it anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do to kind of help stay on task whenever it comes to projects or stuff in your shop? Sedge
2: okay. Um, <clears throat> JC, you're going to love this I, I try to Because <laughs> you were always talking about clutter And I try to And <laughs> You go, sedge, you're so cluttered But I know where everything is In my shop And I try to organize as much as possible I'll come out here and mess around And organize, or organize, organize Now I did a video on this On sedge tool And it's about labeling everything possible Because I hate wasting time that's one thing I've always done so I'm not searching for stuff I know where say I have a draw and I know where my stuff is right there I've used and the other thing I've been instituting lately for organization is uh, Kaizen inserts and I love those I just think they're fantastic because I do hate clutter and I'm trying to declutter because I listen to you Ben about your minimalist uh, approach in your shop And uh, I've gotten rid of a lot of stuff. I've given it away. Not sell it. Given it away to a couple of people. Um, That's one. Now, when it comes to efficiency in the shop, um, I don't... I, I try to set a goal of... Or before I start, I set a goal if I'm going to complete it or I don't stat it. Follow me? In other words, I don't want to have stuff. I don't want to move stuff constantly and go, oh, shoulda, coulda, woulda. I, if I start something, I am going to finish it. I, I have that mindset. Like, Jason, you know, uh, the girls are always saying, hey, when are you going to b- do that bay window? When are you going to do that bay window seat? I'm not going to start it until I, I know I can finish it through and through because I got other stuff that I'm working on. Right, Mm -hmm. so that's that's one of the things I do, and then I have this other thing in my head. I call it the power of ten. I did a video on this. I was taught this a long, long time ago, Uh, and I'll even do it tonight when I walk out of here. I'll put ten things away. When I walk into the shop, I put ten things away, and I stay organized that way. It's called the power of ten. Cause once, have you ever walked out in your shop? And just been really overwhelmed and went, Ah, forget this and you go and you just your attention goes somewhere else, like outside to do something or back in your office.
1: Never once. Well
2: yeah, yeah. But what I do is I start putting things away that I had maybe had possibly left out or I start organizing something. The next thing I know, I get that that rhythm and I'm in the shop for four or five, six, seven hours and I'm continuing with the project I started. I just—it's just tough to not get overwhelmed.
1: Yeah,
2: it really is. And I think that's sometimes the thing. And and one more note I made on this is, I this is this isn't a business for me anymore. Uh, building for somebody, I just build for one person, and that's my wife. And I want to keep it fun. And I. Because because I started Sedge Tool and I'm teaching Big D and and Chris is learning a lot as well. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I I got re-energized about two years ago during the pandemic to, and I'm out in the shop every daggone day now, um, and I'm just I'm constantly upgrading stuff. I'm constantly decluttering. And I'll say it again, Ben. That episode we did—I forget which one it was—but when you were talking about, "Hey, if I haven't touched something in a year, I get rid of it," or something like that, yeah. right?
0: One one-year rule. One-year yep.
2: rule. That's a great rule. I still <clears throat> I still haven't incorporated it a lot, but I'm just—I just started really thinking, man, I haven't used that in four, five, six, seven years. Yeah. And so I've 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 gotten rid of it. I've given it away. So that's, that's what I wanted to hopefully drive home tonight is just try not to get overwhelmed. Finish If you have four or five projects, finish one. Yeah. That'll motivate you.
0: I, I would say finish the one that you can get done the quickest or yep. that you can get done in the least amount of time. Do that one first and then do the next one that you can do in the shortest amount of time and that way you're, you're kind of building up momentum and you're getting stuff out of your shop.
2: Yeah, and don't start another one.
0: Yes, do not. Yeah, Unless unless you, you have multiple ones going for a specific reason, but I'll get into that when I do mine. So – Jason.
1: I don't know. I think the thing that – I know he mentioned that he has ADD and it kicks in in the shop. I, the thing that concerns me more is the fact that he's saying that he has multiple – it's, I, I'm getting the impression that he has multiple things that are unfinished. Um, and also, it make it, it also makes me question, like, what is it that you're doing? Are you doing client work and you're doing a bunch of builds that don't
0: fulfill you? He, he says a small production style shop. So I'm guessing that he is doing, like, either custom work or, or paid work. That's what it makes it sound like. So
1: I would think <clears throat> this immediately screams to me that he's making things that he may not truly enjoy making, and he's making over and over and over again. And because of that, it's leaving him- uh, Unfulfilled? I may be com- I may- yeah, unfulfilled. I may be completely wrong on this, but this is just the way that I'm taking it. Um, he's unfulfilled, and then he has projects that are not done, and the reason I bring that up is because I don't, I've never had an issue of like starting projects and then not finishing them. They might take me a long time because I'm messing with it here and there. I'm in a different scenario. I'm not doing production work. But the only time I ever have anything in my shop that's not finished is stuff like cutting boards or something that I cut on the CNC for fun and was planning on doing something with it, and then it just sits around because it's not a priority. It's not something that I get a lot of enjoyment out of. I like taking scraps and turning them into something that people would like and giving them away, hence cutting boards. I surely don't like working on cutting boards, which is why I have a stack of five or six of them that have been sitting in a, you know, little pile for probably four months now. And the only reason I finished one of them is because Nicole had somebody at work that she wanted to give one to and told me the day before, you know, um, that would be Hmm. my first thing. I mean, if, if you have multiple things, you know, that are kind of piling up, my question would be, are, are you building things that you enjoy building? because there's got to be something in that process that you don't enjoy so much that you're purposely not doing it. You know what I mean?
0: There's got to be something there has to be something that is going to pull you through to completion. Yeah. And and for most or, or for, you know, we we would always want that to be because it's something that we enjoy doing. And so uh, just like Jason said of this is like something that you make a lot it's repetitive.
1: I would ask him after he hears this, I would love to shoot, you know, shoot, uh, the green suitors podcast a message. I would just like to get a little bit more idea of, of, you know, more specifically, what are the things that you're not finishing or what you mean by that? And, you know, are you building the same thing over and over again? It'll give us some more context. I'm, that's really just for personal reasons that I'd like to know that, but that's just kind of how I took it. I, for me, I, I find it fairly easy to stay on task on a project, but I do get sidetracked with other things. Um, (laughs) It's not, I used to get sidetracked a lot by social media. That would take me away. And then I stopped doing that when I'm doing woodworking. Um, I find that I have the hardest time focusing on a project when it is something that I've made multiple times or I don't really have a lot of desire to make. Um, One of the most reinvigorating times in recently that I've had woodworking is when I made that credenza the wine credenza, because I got to, I got to do those doors. I've never done anything like that before. It was exciting, right? Trying new things for me is exciting.
0: Um, But that, that could also be the, one of the reasons why he has a bunch of unfinished stuff in his shop because there's the excitement of, of trying something new or building something new. And then whether you hit a wall, where it's, it's challenging or maybe it does become kind of repetitive, it kind of loses that initial luster and then it's like, oh, well, I don't feel like finishing this now.
2: Yeah. It's a, he's, you're learning a new technique on something and you go, oh, mastered that, let's move on. And you don't actually finish yeah. the project like a taped leg, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: I wonder if, I w- I'd be c- curious also to find out like, is he somebody, because Ben, you'd mentioned this before, you're somebody that enjoys the process, not the finish. Um, Correct. I'm torn between the two. I think I may have said I like seeing the finished piece when it's in my house. I didn't necessarily like seeing the finished piece when I was making it for a client. I enjoyed the process and then seeing their reaction. Now I find myself, I just want to be out in the shop doing what I enjoy doing. Then when it gets to the finishing, I'm like, oh, this sucks. But if it's going in my house then it motivates me more because I do like seeing that in my house. I like other people coming over and saying, Hey, that's beautiful. You know, where'd you get that from? I made it really, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, Ben, what, what's your, what's your take on all this?
0: Uh, I, I have quite a few actually. Um, so I it's would say, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember, uh, having this problem in the very beginning of woodworking where, uh, it was like I would see something on YouTube or, you know, on Instagram or something like that, and it would be like, oh, I can make this. It's almost like the the router bit story, Jason, that you have where it's like, oh, well, I need all mm-hmm. these. I need this 100-piece router bit set because I can make all these things with it. Um, it's kind of like that where, like, you get a new tool, and you're like, oh, I can make this. I can make this. I can make this. And so you start doing those. You start making those things just because you want to use that tool or whatever. And so you end up having just a bunch of weird offcuts because you're just kind of experimenting with stuff. And so I would say that to kind of feed that need for exploration and, um, you know, getting to know your tools and stuff have, have put it, put intentionality behind everything that you do. So if you do want to try a new technique, like, like set that aside for like a very specific time or day where that's all you're going to do is, okay, today I'm going to test out these techniques. And, you know, whenever you're done with it, you you throw it in the burn pile or you get rid of it. It's more about gaining the skill than it is having whatever this thing is that you just made. Um, if there's something that, that uh, a new technique that I want to try or maybe something that I haven't done in a while and I kind of need to brush myself up on it, I'll just take scrap wood. And I, I before I even start the project, I, I try these techniques out on just really small pieces of scrap wood. You know, if it's a, a dovetail, you don't need to have the entire drawer cut out to practice doing a dovetail. You just need two scrap pieces that are big enough to put in a vice or a clamp or whatever to practice it. And so if, if that's what's going on, and again, Jason, you said, you know, without really knowing more, it, you know, we don't have uh, – enough context, I think to kind of draw conclusions on what is a specific problem is, but be intentional about whatever it is that you're making um, and have a plan going into it, whether that's you have the design completed, you know, whether that's in sketchup, whether that's on uh, a drawing pad or whatever, like have, have the entire project constructed out because if you can, spend the time to build out the plan for it. Um, you're more than likely going to finish it because you know, all the solutions that you need, you know, there may be a couple of hiccups here and there, but you're not trying to figure out things as you go along because I know that I've hit uh, design or creative walls in the design process, but I was able to kind of figure those out before I even started getting materials. Um, Because you you may start experimenting with the design again before you start making it and you kind of found out that, well, I really don't like this. And you haven't – all you've wasted at that point is a little bit of time. You haven't wasted materials and you don't – you're not having just this pile of random stuff in your shop. Um, And then another thing would be to separate your task by production phase. And so – this is what I do is, you know, if, if I if I need to rip and cross-cut, I only pull out the tools that allow me to rip and cross-cut or end dimension because that's usually when you're doing it that t- at that time, too. So I'll pull out my thickness planer. I'll pull out my track saw. I'll pull out the STM. I'll pull out my all, all the stuff that I need to dimension, cross-cut, and rip. I'll have all those things out. And after then, once I've ripped and cross-cut my materials to the dimensions, Uh, I don't need the track saw anymore. So I'll put that away. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to do this. Um, And so I, I break all my steps down by the tools that I need to make them. Um, And again, as I'm done with one production phase, I put everything away. I bring out the new tools for the next phase. I use them and then I put everything away. That that's what helps me stay kind of organized and clean and to stay on task. Um, When I was in school, I I broke down those production phases by the days that I was able to work. So it's like, okay, um, Thursday and Friday, I'm going to do dimensioning and uh, cross-cutting. And then Monday and Tuesday, I'm going to do ripping. So I would knock those tasks out, and then I was able to put everything away because I had a plan laid out, a plan of attack of how I was going to complete that project. Um, I knew when I was going to finish it, how long is it going to take me? Stuff like that.
1: Can I add something uh, real quick? Yeah. Because you, you kind of talked about it. Um, thinking back to what I was saying, I, I feel like I completely you know, glanced over the biggest telling comment that he made. And that was his, his ADD kicks in super hard when he's in the shop. So now I'm visualizing him being in the middle of something and something else grabs his attention and takes his Mm -hmm. focus away and he starts going down another rabbit hole somewhere else, therefore leading, leaving everything in kind of an unfinished state because he's, you know, constantly doing something new. Um, I've never been diagnosed with ADD. I feel like I do have it though, (laughs) in certain aspects. Um,
0: maybe tendencies. Yeah.
1: I, I get, there, there's a lot of times where I easily get sidetracked and social media was one of those things and there's plenty of other stuff too. I, I'll i be in the middle of working on something and I'll think about another thing that I thought about two days ago and then I stop what I'm doing and I'm over here sorting through a drawer, you know, trying to organize this drawer that I thought about the day before. So I, I kind of get where he's probably coming from now and, and something that I did that helped me a lot and something that I will be re-implementing in the new shop is I actually have a place specifically designated in my new shop for a large dry erase board and Mm -hmm. that dry erase board's doing two things for me Um, one it's going to be very beneficial for me in the you know youtube teaching aspect Um, being able to explain things on a board on video Uh, but also when i'm in the middle of a project listing those things out and this is why i brought this up uh, because you just said go into it with a plan knowing what you're doing that has really helped me in the past so And I lay it out, just like Ben was talking about, from start to finish. So I know the first thing I need to do is select my lumber. Then I need to start dimensioning my lumber. Then I need to start rough cutting my lumber. Then I need to start doing all these things, right? And you just start at the top of that list and you work through that and you check those things off. And it does two things for you. You keep track of where you're at, you stay on track, and it also gives you a really good idea of um, where you are in the project and helps you stay focused on what is next. Um, And an interesting side effect to that was, it also got me thinking about projects in phases, like Ben was talking about, I need need these tools to do these tasks, and then I can put them away. So it, it gave me an opportunity to look up at that board and go, the next thing I'm gonna be doing is X, I need this, 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 and this. I get those things ready, and I start that task, and it also gave me an opportunity to figure out how long these tasks took me, which helped me in my business later on because I was then able to take that data and say, gluing up a tabletop typically takes me, you know, an hour or whatever the case is. And then when you're building estimates, it pays dividends because mm-hmm. you start to have yes. that. Building a table, okay, a, a base, fairly easy base is going to take this your, many hours. Yeah. The top is going to take this many hours. Milling it goes into your labor Yeah, milling so. so, is going to take this many hours.
2: I do that and i'm doing it right now i'm designing a class for our sales managers i run the advanced classes when they come in and he gave me time frame and i know exactly how long everything takes you know so it's it's just being organized with an outline of what you're doing and what you intend to do and that's why i said set goals yeah i mean it's you it's it's and i really like what you said jason when you just said about time because it allows you to calculate the time it takes to do each process Mm -hmm. and that's important too especially when you're billing it you know i knew how long it was to rip for a kitchen depending on how many boxes i had right right? i knew how long it was going to take to finish depending on how many boxes i had so that's how you calculate your labor going into a kitchen or a bath or whatever so yeah that's that's but that's just comes. sometimes that's just natural because you go through it day in day out day in day out
1: yeah with that 80 yeah. with that add uh, concern because something else can take your attention off of whatever it is if you can that that whiteboard can actually work to your advantage because that can be the thing that triggers your focus yeah. So you start doing something else, then you glance over at the board and you're like, crap, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this. And then you immediately walk back over and continue doing that task, you know.
0: And and I would say that if, you know, and, and again, I, I, I don't have ADD or ADHD. I don't know what it's like to, to live with that. Um, so just take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. What I do, and Jason, you kind of hit on it earlier where you do kind of get distracted sometimes very easily where, you know, before you know it, you're two hours into digging through a drawer. I do that too sometimes. Um, but I, I found that I typically only do that whenever I'm doing something that I don't really enjoy. Yeah. And so I will either, if it's something that's going to take me a long time, I will plan breaks <laughs> and I will plan what I'm going to do during those breaks and for how long, um, You know, if if it's some kind of a maniacal task, I'll I'll say, okay, I'll do this for 45 minutes and then I'm going to stop for 15 and this is what I'm going to do for those 15 minutes. And so it kind of gives me a little bit of a carrot at the end of the stick um, to kind of push through whatever it is that I'm trying to do. And if it's, it's, again, something that's going to be like all day long, um, I'll try to, instead of thinking about it as like being an all day thing, I'll try to break that up into chunks as well and then having something exciting in between those chunks mm-hmm. that will kind of, again, pull me through like to, drinking beer? to complete those. <gasps> no. Oh. I've, I've lost 15 pounds already.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah, I, I think by Sunday, which will be two weeks, I'll, I think I'll have lost
2: 20 pounds in two weeks. But anyways.
0: Um, From
1: drinking beer?
2: No. no. <laughs> it was the white claw that was added. I've been on weight. a beer
1: diet, and I've— for some, I just keep gaining. I don't know what that means. If it's light beer. It can't. It's not like it can be putting weight on me. I don't
2: just, yeah, I don't drink beer anymore. It's yep. ultra, you know.
0: Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's. <laughs> I think this is something that that yeah. probably a lot of people deal with is especially the unfinished projects part. But I, I think that it's again having a plan does so much for. Uh, The organization of your shop and not just doing the actual project like I have so many sketches that uh, that started out as a project, but they never finished because I never made it past the design phase. And so that, you know, that that would have been a a pile of materials in my shop had I just gone in and just started, (coughs) you know, winging it more or less. Um, I think that and that's why I'm always such an advocate for CAD because you, you are making you're just doing it in a, in a 3d space you're woodworking just in a 3d space and so
2: there's always there's always going to be distractions get rid of as many as possible take that cell phone leave it in the house leave it in your office don't bring it out to the shop
1: I'm naked without it
2: I I know and I know it's a tether for a lot of pe- people it's a leash but if you could take that phone and leave it somewhere outside of your shop and kind of I don't know where the, where your shops are, but man, as many distractions, I mean, of course we have families, kids, pets, whatever. Those are enough distractions. But if you can eliminate a few of them, do it. It's like, I never understood why somebody would put a daggone television in their shop. That is like the kiss of death. Hey, why <laughs> would you do that? What do you got playing I've... on there, porn? Come on, man. I.
1: The only time my TV's ever been on in my shop actually is during football season. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't, see, I don't I, know if I, I don't I've, know if
1: I'm gonna have a TV in the new shop.
0: I've thought about putting one in there, but but it's like I'm never I'm never gonna stop what I'm doing to to watch television. Right. Like I'm well, if you're somebody that's like filming
1: that. content, it's actually an extreme pain in the butt. Extreme pain in the butt because then you're like I gotta shoot this. Like, hold on, let me pause, mute you know whatever I'm probably not going to put it in the new shop but it could have advantages if you were somebody that was doing instructional content and you wanted to be in the shop and show a a, a sketchup file you know and talk about it you know you could mm-hmm. you could do that but you could also screen capture your yeah thing. yeah thing we're getting off topic now but
0: <laughs> speaking of distractions yeah. <laughs> what what <laughs> what is it that um <laughs> doctor what is what is it that seems to to dis- not distracting you. Oh, I mean I guess I could say distract you guys the most, but what is what is the biggest source of your distractions in the shop?
2: Without getting in trouble with the misses? Yes. Yeah,
1: choose your words carefully.
2: Yes, very be carefully. Be
0: remember this listen. Remember this this listen, will this will live forever listen, on the internet. So choose listen, wisely. She's
2: my priority. She will always be my priority. And when she walks to that door, she she actually knocks the majority of the time before walking out into the garage because she knows i might be in the middle of something but man when she needs something she's the priority i i don't care it's the number one distraction in my life and it is not a distraction so i give her all the time yeah. in the world because yeah. you know but absolutely if if she needs something i'm there i'm, I'm out of the shop i'm i'm done and then it's that thing, you know. It takes a little while to get back into the rhythm when you're in your shop, but that's okay with me. And she knows, she knows about, you know, not distracting me, but she knows this is my zen out here. And and vice and yeah. vice versa, when she's up in her sewing or her quilting studio, boy, I, I try not to interrupt her because we talk about being overwhelmed all the time when we walk into our our shops, you know, and we yeah. when we're there. And the other thing that distracts is I have three dogs, and I'm not gonna not you know if they gotta go outside I'm gonna take them out, but but yeah. I use that as my break, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, I mean as
1: much as I hate to say it, up until Ben you and I had that conversation a long time ago you'll know what I'm talking about but I would have said Leo, mm-hmm, um, yeah. And I bring that up because like, that's that's a fault for me. It, it, w- it was a fault for me and I didn't realize it. Um, mm-hmm. Most people don't know this, but like, I never want, I never planned on having any kids and I never, I never wanted any kids. Um, and so then when we started having the discussions about having a child and we had Leo, of course, everything changed for me. And now we got another one on the way, right? Um, But people used to give me a hard time all like there's no way you're never going to have kids i'm like no i'm telling you right now like it's never going to happen and nicole and i were both under the same understanding and so early on um i was still looking at it as this was the thing that i must be doing and Mm -hmm. i need to grow and i was getting sucked into the trap of social media and i need to get this done and i need to shoot this video and i need to do this stuff by this certain day because my audience expects it and Everything relies on this. And so when Leo would come out here, I would I would look at it as, as a distraction and an annoyance. This isn't easy for me to say, by the way. Yeah. Now it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Ben is the reason for that, to be completely honest w- with everybody. Ben is the reason why I, I don't do that anymore. Because he... I think we were driving to Rockler or Woodcraft at yeah. the time, yeah. yeah. And you would basically told me, like, stop being an idiot, Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to stop what you're doing and cherish those moments. And so now, you know, when he comes out here, he's not a distraction anymore. Now, there's times where I'm doing stuff and I'm like, you know... I, yeah,
0: when you, when you are literally in the moment, you can't stop. Yeah, like, I have those
1: days where it's like, you know, I'm in the middle of applying finish and, you know, it's it's time sensitive. Yeah, and yeah. So I'll try to get Nicole if, to come out here. If you stopped, it would... Yeah. If
0: you stopped, it would be detrimental yeah. for you to stop.
1: But now yeah. he comes out and I just... I want to stop what I'm doing and I want to give him my attention. And he's only out here for, you know, 15 minutes, 20
0: minutes. Like, yeah, if that, m- and that's, and that's all they're doing. They're, they're just trying to get a little bit of a connection with you. And that's, yeah.
1: Like- and I want him to be connected to the shop. I want him to understand that this is where what, what daddy does. And I want him to be out here. You know, he comes in now and he, he immediately goes to the toolbox that Sedge gave him and opens it up and takes his tools out and goes around my shop and finds bolts and pretends like he's, you know, unscrewing (laughs) them. And it's awesome. Like those are the times that I want to remember. So, you know, besides that, I would say social media is still my distraction and, you know, feeling the need to, I'm in the middle of something and I have a revelation or I'm in the middle of something. And I think that somebody will find value in that. I do a lot of stories. I mean, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but I do a lot of stories that is my stories. When I'm in the shop in the moment is me sharing as much information in the moment as I can. That is a distraction, but it's also my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so that does get me sidetracked uh, sometimes. It seems,
2: seems to me when you're doing your stories, it's also a release for you oh, absolutely. You're, sh- you're sharing, you know, your life with people and in w- the, uh, you know, trials and tribulations that you're going through. And I think that's important because I think that's the connection you have with, you know, the people that follow you. And well, that it, it, it means a lot. I could care thinks, less, but, yeah, you, you know.
1: exactly. And then you just skip through them and, well, or the, send me a middle finger.
2: But, but what's funny is how I go, I oh, wonder what Jason's up to. Because <laughs> I haven't heard from you a day or two. And I pull up your stories and I go, oh, yeah, cool.
1: Well, uh, here, here's, you know... Yes, it's a distraction, but yes, I love doing it. Mm-hmm. And here's what I will here's what I will say about that. Like I, I love Instagram for the story purposes. I don't know why I'm not doing it on YouTube, to be honest with you, but it's basically I'd have to do the same thing twice, right? And that's more time and I don't want to deal with that. But Instagram is just a different community. And I there are very few people that will share the not so great things and when they screwed up and when they are stressed about things. That is my outlet. And I sometimes yep. I feel bad because I say one thing one day and I'm saying something totally different the next day. I feel one way in the moment one time. I feel a different way in the moment the next time. You know, yesterday I was literally talking about how I was going to do the drywall. And today I'm like, but, I'm hiring somebody. Screw this. But, but that's reality. That but is life. that's well,
2: the connection <laughs> that people have to you because you're honest, you're giving, you're Telling people that, and they go, "Oh snap! I'm not the only one." Follow, I just, uh, yeah, I'm I not want... the only one. That's what people think when they watch. People that, have a Jason. misconception
1: that everything, like all these Instagrammers and YouTubers and all this stuff, like everything's mm-hmm. roses all the time. I assure you, it is not. And the yeah. people that are not showing those things—well, we're, we're getting totally off topic now. But
0: no, I, I think this is—I think it's good. I think it's fine. Well, I love it, you
1: know, and I also love the interaction that I get from people. Um, well. Sometimes it gets a little overwhelming and annoying with certain things. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I'm not saying that to disparage anybody. I love all of the feedback that I get. But sometimes I make the mistake of saying certain things knowing that I'm going to get, because I get a lot of feedback on my stories. And there are times where I get the feedback, and I wasn't looking for feedback, but I guess because I'm so approachable, people are wanting to share it. And sometimes because of the mood that I'm in, I take that feedback in and I'm like, geez, like why? why, why are they saying X, Y, and Z? And then I'm like, mm. well, wait a minute. I'm sharing my life with everybody in the world. Like mm-hmm. yeah. one of those, one of those people might say something that I never thought of. And that happens constantly. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, you know, I, I like can't, it. I don't do stories on my Festool Sedge account because everybody thinks I have like the greatest job on earth working for Festool as a trainer. You know, and oh, wait a minute, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, where is he going? <laughs> oh, wait a minute, I do. I can't. I, like, I can't say you. I thought you work
1: for Rayobi? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, as my neighbor calls it, rybobi rybobi The, the other Ry-Bobi. brain company. Uh. <laughs> um,
0: so well, I, I actually wanted to kind of keep going into that, Jason. But before we do that, is there anything else that you guys wanted to add to about dealing with the distractions in the shop?
1: No, just, my big thing was the was the dry erase board. I think would be super helpful for somebody who needs to visually see that yeah. reminder. I think we've and, uh, beat that horse to a bloody pulp. Yeah.
2: The only thing I'm going to add is just take a deep breath, enjoy, enjoy yeah. the journey.
1: <gasps> you don't have to hold it. Oh, okay, all right.
2: And
0: and just uh, and my final point is just what said, kind of said at the very beginning about how I I try to be a a minimalist woodworker quote unquote it's not that i try to be minimal i just i just try to have only what i need to get the job done and i think that if you walked into probably 70 percent of woodworker shops that have been doing it for quite a while that they probably have a lot of duplicates and so i think if you have a shop that is very cluttery that that is probably an environment that that is more prone to to being distracted to to tinkering you with a bunch of things all at once whereas with my shop everything is put away i don't have a whole lot there's not a lot for me to get distracted by and so as we're talking i I was trying to think of the last time that 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 had happened to me where i would go down one hole and then go down the next and like it's it's been quite a while since that's happened to me and i think that's because i don't have a whole lot Mm, i like going down holes what
2: Ooh, behave (laughs) you guys want to hear a quick story (laughs) i uh I learned about decluttering because I used to file everything at work. And then someone came up to me and said, he's a really good friend of mine, German guy, and he went, why do you file everything? Just put it in a box, label the year. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, just take it and throw those papers into a box with the year on it. So I started doing it because he did a research project in university over in Germany when he was in school, and he said – I did. I, I, I analyze why people file and why they go back. They never go back to that box. Mm-mm. And you want to know yeah. something? I've been doing that for the last 10 years at Festool. I just take everything. I put it. I label a box. Boop, cowboy box. And I have files, but it's for a specific thing. You know, like it says, it's, it's to declutter my desk. And it says, like, I'm going to Rubio next week. It says Rubio 2022. Right? Down in Austin. I have all the paperwork I need for that for that thing. But when I get back, boom, it goes in the box. Do you know I've yeah. for ten years I have not gotten back in those boxes to find the file. People yeah. waste time saving stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nowadays there's sometimes I come back from a show, like I came back from JLC, I just took all the paperwork and threw it away. It's it's and Ben, I think of you because of what you were saying about decluttering the yep. shop. And, and Jason, I know you and I talked about it, and you started decluttering as well, didn't you? You started saying, "Hey, am I going to ever use that uh, that sander?" You know, and you got rid of well, the santa, didn't it, you? If if I this haven't is used good it opportunity in a year and
0: and
1: do it again, I'll tell you that. And yep. it it
0: holds no emotional value. Yeah, and I get rid of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> But, um, but Jason, you were, and this is where we can transition off the topic now. Um, thank you for Craig, topic, thanks so much yeah. for, thank you. That yeah, was great. for, for submitting the topic. I think that's something that everyone can really relate to. Um, so Jason had mentioned it earlier about, you know, how some people think that for influencers or people that make content that it's all like peaches and roses and like nothing ever goes wrong. And, and it obviously does. And uh, pretty much the whole weekend, I, I just been kind of again relaxing. I was done with. I'm finally done with school, and I just I needed to unplug from everything and just just enjoy, not having that responsibility anymore. And, said have you ever heard of Casey ne- uh, Casey Neistat? Yes. He Jason, have you heard of Casey Neistat?
2: Casey Neistat. Oh
0: yeah, yes. I've watched many of his A videos. A YouTuber. Yes. YouTuber. Yeah. So he he was one of the very first people on YouTube that that quote unquote became viral right where every video would be over a million views he kind of revolutionized the vlogging scene with his style and stuff like that and he i i've watched a lot of his talks uh over the weekend and then a couple podcasts he was on steve-o's podcast and you know things why he did certain things it's it's much more clear now as to why because he he His fame kind of came to be, at least on YouTube, uh, whenever he started doing daily vlogs. And he did 600 of them um, until he stopped. And, you know, at least my impression, I don't know how most people that know his content, but he, the only reason why he started doing daily vlogs is because he started a tech company. And he wanted to have an audience to feed that tech company to for their product that was eventually going to be coming down the pipeline. So, and, and, and at the, the <laughs> Leo's coming in. That's, why That's I'm so cool. Um, I guess we'll wait for Jason to come back.
2: You know but, um, that that name now hits because somebody asked me uh, a couple years ago if I knew who that was, and I didn't. And then I watched one of his videos about how he rode in a multi-million-dollar jet. Private uh, yeah, jet. That's one of his most and popular videos. man, can that guy is off the hook! I really, he's yeah. entertaining, right? Yeah, he's he's a really good storyteller. Yeah, that's it. That he's a good storyteller. Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah, he, he he knows how to um, visually tell a story as well as like actually tell a story. Yeah. And like how, how he edits and how he cuts things and how he films things and how he transitions. It it's all um it, it lends to a really popular video because of his style. And there were so many people on YouTube that that try to replicate his style and all this and that, but um you know, the whole time that he was doing this and he's you know He's set for, I don't want to say set for life, but he ended up selling his tech company for $25 million. Everyone in his company, you know, got paid really well. Um, If he, he wouldn't have to work a day in his life if he didn't want to. But what was kind of revolutionary for me looking, you know, listening to this podcast, he was on Stevo with is that the entire time he was doing those 600 daily vlogs, his marriage is on the cusp of divorce and like was multiple times almost came to that. And so it, it just makes me think about all the, the people that are in our space and, and lots of other spaces that have uh, really rapid growth because of whatever it is that they're doing. Um, you know, that, that level of, of success, especially if it comes quick, um, it comes at a cost. hmm you know, and, and we're not going to see that cost right now. You know, th- there are, there are some really prolific people right now. And, and all three of us know who they are, um, that are, that have a lot of growth. But when I see that, all, you know, a part of me is a little bit envious because it's like, man, I wish that I could have that kind of validation and that kind of growth with the content that I put out. Um, that is when I put content. Yeah, out. yeah
1: you could. That's another um, conversation though
0: um it you know it's it makes you very envious of that but in the back of my mind i'm thinking there's a cost to that yep like and they're not going to show us what that is because there's always a cost to everything there's an opportunity cost to everything that we do and i think that sometimes i intentionally like pull myself back so that i don't go too hard into it um but it was it, it was just so interesting to huh. to now have this this bird's eye view of Casey Neistat, and to know why he started doing daily vlogs. Because at the time, everybody thought, oh, he's just gonna make really cool content, and that's why he wants to do it because it's fun. Like no, the entire reason he did that is so that he could have an audience to sell his product to. And and not not I'm not saying that like he did it maliciously. Like that's that is branding, marketing, and advertising one on one. Like you yep. can't. You can't sell sell anything without having people to sell it to. And so he created a a tech company. They created a a social media app called Beam. And their competitors were Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. And um, so it makes sense that the type of content he made um, was targeting a very specific audience. And I just, again, I thought that that was so... uh, such a cool thing to, to kind of discover over the weekend about how much purpose can pull us through to do Mm -hmm. certain things. And I feel that, that for since I've, since I've had my channel that I haven't really had that, this, this bigger idea that will pull me through the, the content that I, that I want to make. And Uh, uh, and that's why I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of taking a step back and and kind of reevaluating like, what is it that I really want to accomplish? What is it that I really want to do? And is this is this YouTube channel a part of that? It maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. I mean, I love making videos. I love teaching people things. I love sharing knowledge and experience. I love doing that, and that's that's why I do it. But there's no there's not a there's not a bigger purpose that's pulling that through. And I think that's probably why um, hmm. why why I'm not kind of throwing myself back into it right now. Hmm. Um,
2: that's some sage advice ben it really is yeah the the only thing i'm going to add to that is the reason i'm doing what i'm doing on the sedge tool channel (laughs) is to have some fun and to teach Mm -hmm. derek some woodworking and chris and to give them some other opportunities yeah and that's my goal and i told them because there was a point where it wasn't stressful, but there was some, a little. I could feel a little, ang- a, a, a little, little anxiety, and I went, and, yeah. and and it was a little bit by me, and I said, yeah. "Ooh boy, we're ooh. Let's take a let's take a, a step back, uh, because if this isn't fun, we're not doing it." Now, I I learned that with my business partner Mikey in the cabinet shop. There was one day we were almost at each other' fisticuffs, and he walked out. I finished what it was doing because I knew it was the right way to do it. And he came back and he apologized. And I said, Mikey, if it isn't fun, we're stopping this right now. And he goes, okay. Because, I mean, when you're in business with people and it's it's not just you, it's a few other people. Um, I don't want to lose friends. And, I you know, sometimes... Like you did, Ben. You took a step back, which was really smart. You took the weekend off and you kind of reevaluated what you were doing. And that's what you got to do, because a lot of people don't realize how much work it is creating content. Um, just, it's not about thinking about new ideas or anything like that. It's about all the back stuff, working with vend working with people. You know, working with manufacturers, working. Um, Just little things, you know, making sure that things
1: that people don't see,
2: they don't see them because
1: no one makes content about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. Hey, you know what? I had a fantastic weekend with you guys down at WorkbenchCon, but that that was some time away from home. But I needed to go there to listen to all the stories and meet some phenomenal people. But people I don't think people are willing to pull in the effort. And that's okay. I am. I know you two are. But Ben, like you did, taking a step back and reevaluating, and you always have to do that constantly. That was wicked smart. And listen to for people- for the money, guys. That's I all, know you that's are. the only thing I care about. It's but all about the money. You're already YouTuber uh, Silva. So. Oh, am I?
1: Oh, I'm sorry, it was behind my head.
2: What if, What if you go down below? Do they take it away?
0: But no, I like it, you know, I think that when I, when I started my channel back up in 2020, the summer of 2020, I I had a reason for, for starting the channel and making content because I was learning things in school and I wanted to apply it against something. Like I didn't just want that, that knowledge to kind of atrophy. And so now that I am finished with school, now it's like, well, crap, what am I making videos for? And so right now at least as we're recording this i don't really have a purpose for making videos you know yeah it's it's good to make money Yeah, it's, it's good to to you know maybe get sponsorship deals uh, uh, eventually or, or get free products that's cool but that's really not an end game you know sponsors free tools those are all fair weather friends oh yeah they are and <laughs> and th- that is not um it's not a sustainable way to to um to to start off a business i guess i i would say that those are all like extra things um because again they're they're not always going to be there and and that is literally every youtube creator has has gone through that mm-hmm. they they hit this high and if they're smart with their money then they're good for life but if they're not smart with the money then then that's obviously not the case but sponsors that stuff it always Goes away, always goes away. It's just, it's not a question of if, but when. And so that's why I kind of pulled back and I'm like, okay, what is my purpose here? Um, and like right now, I, I don't really know what that is, you know? Uh, I think I'm so focused on, I, again, it was finishing school and then I have uh, my reunion that I've been planning for i have this really awesome motorcycle trip coming up and now i've got a wedding um that i'm planning and so Wait, you're
1: planning
2: well I mean, how we're many we're dresses do you own yeah
1: <laughs> have you picked out your I'm wedding not, dress yet
2: dude you gotta <laughs> i'm not doing the godder on you
1: <laughs> when when can i when, but, when can sedge and i expect our invitations to arrive just out of curiosity yeah. uh
0: we're going to look at venues this weekend. Jason, you you will probably be in the wedding wait what wow. you're 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 on the run to be a groomsman wow
1: uh, a groomsman hmm wow I thought we were okay. thought we were friends <laughs>
0: hmm. okay, maybe a bridesmaid oh,
2: thank you, oh god
0: thank when, god
1: i know when is the wedding when when
0: we, we don't want to say yet because we, we have to go look at venues and we're still talking we'll about talk after this, budget with their after parents show. and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: I need to yeah, plan for these things, Ben. It's a big life event. I, I just want to lead you on into the last minute and tell you, like, I'm not fucking going to your wedding. Are you kidding me? <laughs> true, I don't know what, what she's marrying you for. I have no idea. You better be counting your lucky stars every day my friend
2: I do Godly.
1: Jen if you're listening to this you could have done so much better it's not even funny
2: <laughs> oh my god hey you know uh, you know about the three rings of marriage Ben don't you no well you already gave her the first one right the engagement ring okay what's the next one Okay. wedding band wedding ring right do you know what the third mm-hmm. one is The ring of hell. No, many many years of suffering. (laughs) (laughs) Truth.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's funny.
2: (laughs) Marianne hates it when I tell that joke. It's hilarious. You've been suffering for 30 years. Purgatory. It's all good, dude. It's all good. Yeah. It's the best thing I ever freaking did. Thirty years ago, this I, August first, man, thirty years.
0: But b- back to the to the topic of, of creating stuff. Th- there's also the side of like. Y- you don't really know what opportunities are out there and, until you just kind of keep putting in the work, like Jason, with the. The business route that you're going to try to go down, right? Would you even guess that that would have been the where you, where you would find yourself the opportunity where you would find yourself? No, and that's the biggest. Three years ago, that's the biggest struggle yeah.
1: with all of this is that you don't. Yeah, I've talked about this with a lot of people in the beginning. Everybody has this idea like I can make money on YouTube. I assure you, <laughs> YouTube is like pennies on the dollar to the opportunities that are out there. The problem is, is that. Until you get to a certain level, you never really know about those opportunities. And then you get to that level and then you're like, wait, I can do what? And I can do this. And then I can take these 10 things and then these other 10 things. And then it starts to add up really quick. And so you don't know and you start getting all these great ideas of how you want to do it in your head. And you try to do it and you're trying to do 20 things. Very haphazardly, and this is the problem that I ran into, and Ben and I have talked about this many times, trying to do too much, um especially when you don't have the time um, and, you know people always you know joke or have given me crap about you know why I'm so excited about getting out of the army well it's because I'll have time to do some of those things that i've had my eyes open to um, but you have to prioritize those things Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, you'd be way better off doing four things really well than 20 things okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking about that earlier when you were talking and I'm like, I wouldn't even have known half the stuff that I could be doing if it wasn't for getting into this game and seeing those things. But then it becomes an obsession. Yeah. You know, yeah. for me, it was never about money. Now that I'm making money doing this, I'm not going to lie and say that I'm not excited when I have really good months.
2: You see the potential. Yeah. You see the potential for growth, and that's where it gets you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's a, like Wh- the sponsorship which... thing, Ben, had talked about. Sponsors is not a part of my business model because I had a very, I lost a very big sponsor this year. Like mm-hmm.
0: a, a last year,
1: yeah, a yeah. sponsor from last year. I lost a very big one for for what reason I don't really know. I mean Mark Spagnolo, he's with Paramatic for like fourteen years and they're just like, it's not part of our business model anymore. We don't want to do it. Like that's yeah. significant. So it, right? You can't you can't yeah. rely on that stuff.
0: Which which goes back to to my my kind of journey at the moment of of just really trying to figure out a purpose for what I'm doing. You know, something something that is in the distance that will pull me through um the, the reasons why to, to continue making content and stuff like that, and
1: see with your, um, yours is an interesting situation, right? Because I would tell you, keep making content if you like doing it, just don't stress about timelines. The difference between you yeah. and me is we both enjoy making content and sedge um, but I'm always worried about a timeline that number's in my head because this is kind of what I've, what I'm doing, and I feel like that has importance, but like to me that's a priority to you, it's not a priority you can still enjoy doing it, but I also understand where you're coming from because you're looking at it like what's my end game. I'm very bad about the end game part.
0: Yeah. So it's like, think about, think about our military career, right? There were so many things that pulled me through really bad or difficult situations because I was, I was laser focused on doing 20 years, right? Like I knew, I wanted to do twenty. like that's what I knew that I wanted to do. I, I enjoyed the military that much. I was like this this is a career. I can do it until through twenty and and that pulled me through seventeen and a half years, you know, until doctors said, "No, you can't do this anymore. Um, and so again, like that's that's what i that's what I want to have is something that is that's far out. That it that's attainable, that's measurable, um, that will pull me through whatever this next thing that's coming. And you know, for me to, to, to just say, okay, well, today I'm going to make a video about um, using the domino. Like, I, I'm i just not going to want it. Like, I, my heart's not going to be in it at all. And so I know that I'm just not going to make a very good video because, again, there's nothing that's mm-hmm. going to pull me through to... To have the purpose for making that video and I feel like that my last few videos were kind of like that where it's like oh what am I gonna do today oh well I guess I'll do it on this or I'll guess I'll do it on that because I can not because there's this 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 passion that's pulling me through it Um, and that's not to say that I don't have passion about woodworking I do it's just again like I, I need to have something there and I just I don't know what it is yet you know. Yeah. And, and, again, it's, is it is it this thing where it's just like you just kind of grind until you do, you know, or you keep pushing? And it's almost like expecting uh, something to just magically drop on your lap, you know? I don't know.
1: The problem with but the I, social I, media I, stuff and monetization is that they pull you in and numbers. They pull you in think to make you believe that all of those things are – important you know audience size and you see that number grow and it's a psychological thing and
0: that's important for the platform yeah that's what it's important for you know but
1: the monetary the monetary thing i mean ben you have access to my analytics yeah look back to november and december how my channel was doing and look at it now i haven't posted a video in in a month i'm suffering from it like it has gone down when i look at that and i see you know the ad revenue for the past 30 days or this month and i'm like god i need to i need to publish another video because it's it's dropping well, because i'm not doing any I, new videos and that's how they get you
0: well i i don't i wouldn't look at it like that that's kind of a cynical view it's almost saying like well if you don't show up to work you're not going to get paid yeah you no know? i
1: get that but i mean you don't show up to work, You're uh, not going to get paid is different from being able to open mm. up an app and see exactly how your decisions are affecting you. And when oh, yeah. you have really good months where you're doing well, that's another reason why, um, you know, ad revenue is, is a hard metric to judge on based on whether or not you could, you know, rely on it because it can change at the drop of a hat. There's a
0: lot that's not... There's a lot that's not in your control. Yeah, there's a lot. Same thing with affiliate sales. There's a lot that's
1: not in your control. So Mm -hmm. that's why everybody talks about like it's important to get all these different streams of revenue because then you have multiple things that are compiling you don't have to be so reliant on one. And that's all true. But all this jargon that people say about like you can't live off YouTube ad revenue, BS. It's total BS. (laughs) There's lots of people that do BS. The scary part is, is the people that are making – crazy dollars on ad revenue that's a very small fraction of the money that they're making
2: because and, their other streams are growing exponentially yeah. because they see the ad revenue yeah youtube can, is youtube
1: is a small percentage of yes
2: them. but they're slaying serious coin on google uh, youtube google adsense right they're slaying good money but a a company who does like Sponsored videos for or offer sponsored videos to content creators They know what the ad revenue is coming in for those folks So they know how to approach them, correct? Yeah, okay, yeah. so and, and, they, and they, they, have, have an they have the audience size they have the impressions they have all those analytics So they know Yeah, it's a uh, and it is it is a game I, I just I get a kick out of it because I'm learning it daily yeah. and it's fun. I, I, I go, oh wow, I didn't know that. And I, I, but, but, but for me, what I'm trying to do is I understand that part because you've taught me a lot, Jason and Ben, but I also am kind of a not a control freak, but I don't want to rely on somebody else's business model. I want to create uh, revenue streams that I know I can control. Yep. And yeah. uh, I learned a lot from some of the bigwigs over at uh, at WorkbenchCon because that's what they've done. You know, they, they've they started other companies where they can, you know, because of their fame on YouTube, they were able to start and put money into or some of that money into other companies, which creates more revenue coming in from different sources. So it's, inter- it's interesting. It's going to be fun to grow that way. And the other thing I'm going to mention is this. You guys have taught me this because when we do get bent, okay, segment. Good one. Tonight. I, I get a kick out of it because when somebody leaves something weird on my channel and I, I go and look at who they are. And you guys taught me this. Most people who are commenting have no following. They've never created content. Okay, and the just the reason they're on YouTube is to watch content and comment sometimes viciously. So it's it's interesting because content content creators are few and far between. We just we're in that realm. We know a lot of them, but this just that's I I don't even know the percentage of people who are on YouTube that are content creators versus just uh, subscribers, right? And. uh, God bless everybody who's on YouTube, because I just love it. Uh, Rick just sent me a a statistic um, at work yesterday that YouTube is the king. Uh, And it was broken down, the the graph was broken down uh, by age group, and YouTube's number one across every age group. And then uh, yeah. then it starts so it's to... the
0: biggest, the world's biggest search engine. Yep.
2: And then and then the other one uh, that was, of course, popular is in the younger groups was Instagram. Um, but then it varied when you got back to like the 65 and older is Facebook. And, you know, it's just interesting the way it was broken down. It was a great graph, but hmm. it showed all the popular ones that were out there and, who you know, in different age groups. So it's cool. I, I think that,
0: that I would probably benefit with a conversation with Jay. I, th- I think Jay Bates. Yeah. That's someone I, th- I would want to have on the podcast. I've asked him. No,
1: yeah. I'll ask him again, but, um, I mean, he used to have a podcast, uh, with April Wilkerson and, uh, Zach Perry or Zach Ferry, Ferry builds. I, I can't remember. It was a long time ago, but I asked him to come on a live with me on Instagram one time and he was like, man, I just don't like doing that stuff. I'll ask him if he wants to come on the podcast. That's probably a little bit different, but, um, he's a super insightful dude. You know, he's been doing it a long time. He's definitely stepped away. Um, yeah, he's, he's built his, uh, you know, nest egg. That's not really the right word for it because that implies that he, you know,
0: He's, built he, a bunch has, of money. he has a machine. Yeah. He, he has a machine. He's
1: done it in a way that he's making enough money to support what it is that he wants to do, and he lives very simple. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I'll ask him again, though. He'd, he would, would be a good guest. I haven't really thought about it. I just figured he wouldn't be the best person to ask after. I just don't know if he really cares to get on that, this kind of stuff too much anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll see what he says, though.
2: Tell him we could talk about well, lifting.
1: There you go. He'll
2: he probably meets. come on if
1: I tell him Sedge is on here. No, he, he writes. He doesn't I mean, s- know who I am. Oh, he knows who you are. Of course, he does. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> you're Sedge.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
1: Um, I, we still talk. Uh, I just talked to him a couple weeks ago. Um, I know he's been doing a lot of work on an outdoor kitchen area. So. hmm But yeah. yeah, no, he's just. Being a dad and doing stuff in the shop, working out, still eating meat.
2: Sounds like he's got his priorities straight. Like
1: carnivore diet, yeah. After he moved into that like dream shop, <laughs> he, like kind of steps away from all of it. It's like, yeah, we'll just do the woodworking stuff over here, but this is my gym now. <laughs> Funny how things change though, man. You, you know, you never mm-hmm. know. I mean, I might get to a point no, one I, day I... where I've already built a something that's just gonna continue to generate revenue and I decide to pivot and go another way. Who knows? Yeah, I just love what I do. Very true, I don't. I know it. I don't necessarily want to work for the man again unless it's the right job. So, yeah. Well, hey, do you want to do some uh, get bent? And we haven't done a, a IG shout out call out in a while. I,
0: th- I was I was thinking about that today, but I haven't been on Instagram like at all. I got a, pretty much. This I got entire, one. I don't have an account. I got one too to shout out. But. Sedge got one. Do- all
1: right, I got one. Okay. Well,
0: let's 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 do the get bent, and then we'll we'll do the shout outs, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Fine. I have no comments because I have not made a video in two and a half months.
2: I have no comments either.
1: All right. So I listened to our most recent release uh, today. And that was the one where I read. I went back to my cesspool of negative comments <laughs> uh, on the mm-hmm. 10 tools. Yeah. So I did that again today because – believe it or not since last week i haven't got a lot of negative comments so i went back to the gold mine and i'm going to read <laughs> through i'm going to read through one of them all right <clears throat> i got to be ready to change my voice between the two the original comment was these are not oh wait wait a minute whoa hold the phone we are missing our special guest. How did I forget that? We can't yes. do, get bent without Hans. Let's do I'm it. I'm so sorry. There he is. Yes.
0: <laughs> you just completely forgot about me, <laughs> and you know, to be to be honest, uh, I'm a little um, offended. <laughs> to be honest, Jason, that
1: you just I'm very sorry, Hans.
0: Completely threw me to oh. the end as if as if Hans is not here waiting the entire time, this, the whole hour and twenty five minutes to get his time to shine, and you just cast me as if like I'm a, a bad piece of schnitzel Ooh, or something.
2: Hans the brats,
0: you know, so I guess, without further ado, get banned.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, going back to where I was at. the original comment was. These are not basic carpentry tools. This video is nothing more than an advertisement for Craig, Festool, Woodpecker, Incra, etc. First response. Craig Festool and Woodpeckers are great products. Thank you. Next one was, Craig is mostly known for its plastic pocket hole jig, which is trash compared to the fairly unknown Porter Cable jig. Craig's stationary pocket old jig may be a different story. Festool are very good tools, but way overpriced.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I like your emphasis yeah, on that. Did he that. have a lot of A's in the way?
1: <laughs> you only had two, actually. Yeah, sure but... oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I, was, I read it.
0: I, was, I thought it was like 20 like, A's. Yeah, why, why
1: would you just commit and do 20 A's instead of two?
0: Yeah, like come on buddy let's <laughs> let's not half ass it. All
1: right. Generally double of a comparable tool but in no way twice as good. For example, Festool's sliding compound saw to DeWalt or a Bosch double axle, etc. Anyway, I'm addressing your point which was not my point. The video is definitely <laughs> a biased advertisement for the tools he mentioned. Next comment. <clears throat>
0: Hold on. You could say that about literally every video ever created. Hmm. It's so stupid. Um,
1: okay. I'm going to read this one. This is a negative one. I'm actually very happy and proud that I do not know who any of these tool companies are. I grunt when I cut and hammer, scratch myself here and there as needed, and stand... <laughs> And stand when I tinkle.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did he say tinkle or whiz?
1: From a tree stand, sometimes, or in snow. Ha ha.
2: (laughs) What a dick fur. All right.
1: There's three more.
2: Oh, jeez.
1: Oh, man, I don't have the whole comment on this one, but uh, this is a good one. He's talking about woodworking tools, not basic carpentry tools. You want basic carpentry tools? Go to Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace, True Value, Sears, Walmart. <laughs> if you want to go two to three steps beyond basic carpentry, these tools are going to be finer. Next comment. Stop defending him. This video is a blatant sales job for the companies he listed. Despicable, and you're complicit. Next Ooh. comment. Ooh, big then words. Then don't then don't watch it and get some cheese for your wine. <laughs> <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> that was good. This was is why good. I love going back to this video. Did, because.
2: Did you say that
0: or did someone else say somebody it? Somebody
1: else said it.
2: That's awesome. You get a lot of defenders <laughs> on there too.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Let, I'm, I'm going to read one more because I, I took two screenshots. We. I got to read this one too. This same video. After the first few seconds, it becomes obvious that this video would be better titled, 10 tools every professional woodworker should own. He obviously does this kind of work for a living. He's not a hobbyist or an occasional weekend project guy. I identified with his reason for an apron. I'm constantly forgetting where I put something down. Next comment. Uh, this one was not necessarily negative. Great video, but true. I have a humble workshop with a miter saw and table saw. Next comment. Title should be 10 things i was paid to promote (laughs) next comment actually i work with a lot of professional woodworkers who do outstanding very high-end work and many of these tools are not in their shops next comment i'm a hobbyist and i have all those tools and many more
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a good that's a good closing one
1: it was uh He's obviously does this kind of work for a living. He's not a hobbyist, just or an occasional pro weekend project guy. You're right. I oh, I am a hobbyist. I'm not even a weekend
0: project guy. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: like a, I'm like a monthly project yeah, guy or quarterly. Yeah,
1: quarterly is probably more realistic.
0: Those are good. Always can go All back right, to so the what, bank. That's right. What IG counts do you guys have this week? I got. It's been a long time since we've done. I this. got
2: this one i follow i have followed this gentleman for a long time got a great website too but on instagram he's Schwab. it's a-n-d-r-e period schwab s-c-h-w-a-b-e i believe he's german and unbelievable he's on here it says designer wood manufacturer and industrial design this guy's off the hook, man. Yeah, he uses a lot of Festool, but some of the places he's in, he's in is phenomenal and one killer, killer woodworker. So I just wanted to call him out. I think the world of him. Never met him. someday maybe I will. Nice guy. Always, always like watching his content.
1: Very nice. Mine. Never heard of him. Is going to be from. A fellow veteran infantryman. Oh, His name is David Rainia, and his IG handle is Dr. Dr. Made It. Um, him and I talk pretty dang regularly, but the reason why uh, him and I, or I've been following him for so long, is because he runs a like a cabinetry business and does a lot of installs and stuff. Um he had another channel, so the Doctor Made It one is actually fairly new uh where he's kind of focusing more on the content creation side of things. Um but he also does have a YouTube channel. Doctor Made It where he shares like tips and tricks on cabinetry related stuff. So, Wait, anyway, cool. just a good good dude. Um always been super supportive of me and go give him a follow
2: hey uh Check where's the ad where's the ad Calif-
1: i want to say he's out of california
2: cool
0: and that's that's the same name as his youtube channel dr made
1: it yeah. uh yes i believe so yep
2: and dr is his website cool oh cool website man yeah David
1: dr cool good dude great dude and i mean he's an infantryman so he's smart yeah maybe Mm.
0: cool that's pushing that's pushing it
2: all right all right i think that'll do it for this episode way cool hey what's friday guys Ooh, beers with the boys beers with man well it's gonna be yeah Yeah, but that's gonna be cool i can't wait
1: I'm just making it yeah, clear. it's gonna be fun. Hey, guys, that night, nine o'clock. I'm off. I yeah, the yeah, yeah. Night. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be it's a short time. one.
2: Done. Yeah. So Kim and uh, I'll start drinking early.
0: <laughs> Garrett and Kim are gonna be there. Nice. They accepted the invite, so should be a lot of fun as usual. Yep. Cool. Can't wait for it. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, giving us your attention for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate all the feedback. Um. Jason, where can everyone find Benz
1: you? com, but don't expect much at any of my platforms right now because I'm <laughs> doing a lot of other things.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Sedge, where can we
2: find you? com. That's our website, but SedgeTool on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Tool. And then, of course, at Festool Sedge on Instagram, the Festool USA website with Festool Live, and Vestal Shop Talk. Boy, we got some great episodes coming up. We just, uh, Jess Crow just posted. What a great gal. Great. Awesome.
0: And you can find me uh, at MarshallDesignWorks.com or Ben Marshall Designs on YouTube and Instagram. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Later.
1: Later.